The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Back in July of 1915, thousands of people watched the SS Eastland collapse in the Chicago River while still tied to the Clark Street dock. 844 passengers, including 21 entire families, died in the middle of the fourth largest city in the United States. More passengers died on the Eastland than on the Titanic three years earlier, and yet despite this, very few have ever heard of this particular tragedy. The concept of why that is the case is explored in a new play written by Jocelyn Clark, and Jocelyn joins me now. Uh, Jocelyn, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. How are you? I'm I'm very well. Now, this is an extraordinary story, and I had to research it myself over the weekend to try and understand what happened, how a, a ship designed for ferrying passengers here and there could actually capsize in the dock. What happened? Well, essentially, this was an issue that was waiting to happen for a very long time. There were stories about the unsteadiness and instability of the Eastland for years. In fact, since she was built in 1903, And there were all these stories and passengers were afraid. And what would happen is that her ballast system was not the best. And so when people were getting on and off the boat, the boat boat would rock from side to side. And on this particular day in 1915, um, two and a half thousand people boarded the boat through one entrance and the boat began to lean. And the engineer down in the, in, the, in the engine room was desperately trying to balance the water and fill it so it would sink into the water and stay upright. And there was a problem with the system. And then the listing or leaning from side to side got worse and the boat began to swing back and forward all because of the water on the inside and all because people gathered on, uh, along the decks waving to their friends. And then suddenly it careened to one side and went straight into the water. And if I, I, don't, I know that you've probably been in Chicago, but the way to think about what happened and how vivid and visceral it was, was imagine a 200-meter a uh, boat in, a Connell, in, the, in the Liffey between the Connell Bridge and the Hickney Bridge, and suddenly, for no apparent reason, it capsizes. That's how shocking it is. It's an incredible story. I mean, the, the problem with the boat was um, that they had done a few things, modifications to it. They'd added in a concrete deck where there used to be a wooden deck, yeah. which meant that the deck was heavier than it should have been. And then they added lifeboats. And that's where the Titanic connection comes in. Yeah, essentially, when the Titanic um, uh, hit the iceberg and sank uh, within about three or six hours, three hours, what happened was that there was a commission found in 1913 where they agreed, and the politicians particularly said everybody should have, there should be um, life rafts for all or lifeboats for all. And so there were regulations that came out late in 1913 and particularly in 1914, which insisted that there were enough lifeboats for every single passenger. And so what happened with the Eastlands is they added 50 tons of lifeboats and raftage and life vests. So it made an already top-heavy ship even more top-heavy. And that's and then you add another 40 tons of concrete. So And nobody told the chief engineer, Joseph Erickson, who was sitting in the boiler room, about all of these new weights. So what he was trying to do was balance a ship that was already deeply unbalanced. Now, the, the, the problem, I suppose, the people who were running the Eastland Ferry they could have reduced the number of passengers that could be carried by the Eastland and therefore reduced the number of lifeboats, but they chose not to do that. Well, this is where it gets tricky, because if you say 
if you have enough lifeboats for everybody on the ship, then you can increase the number of passengers. So they wanted two and a half thousand passengers because that make that that's helped their margins. And if they had enough lifeboats, everyone believed, well, then everybody will be safe. And one of the paradoxes of the Titanic, for example, was that if the Titanic had hit the iceberg head on as opposed to on the side, then the belief was that there would be enough rescue ships around and there would be enough lifeboats for everybody to be ferried from one ship to the other. And everything changed in 1913. That's why they insisted that everybody have a place on a lifeboat. Mm. So in terms of safety, if you had enough safety equipment, then you could have as many people as you wanted on a boat. And this was case with the Eastland. And the thing about the Eastland is they never did any other kind of safety checks. So they never checked her ballast. They never checked, uh, uh, they never did a stability test. So they never made sure that actually she would remain upright in, in the water when you added people and lifeboats. The extraordinary thing is that uh, this uh, number of people, 844 passengers died. Many of them had gone below deck because it was a cold morning. Um, so the, the the, the horrific notion that people on the dockside were watching mm-hmm. as, mm-hmm. you know, 844 people drowned before their eyes. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting reading all the reports at the time. What happened was the boat went over. Some people jumped off the boat before it actually capsized. And then there were, it's in an area where there were a lot of um, uh, market houses. So they started throwing in any piece of wood that they could find to try and rescue people. Some people jumped into the water to rescue other passengers, but were dragged down. Um, and people watched, you know, in a kind of stupefaction from the sides of the, from uh, from both the the, um, the the electric train, the L, and also from uh, on either side of the river, because it's a very busy intersection of the river where uh, a lot of people were traveling by. Now. <laughs> It was widely reported all over the world um, at the time in all the English-speaking language newspapers and probably in others. Um, So why have we forgotten it? Well, that's really the question. And and the question, I mean, it was interesting. The Irish Times had an editorial about the, about the capsizing two days after it happened. And they had reports of um, some, a man from Glynn disappeared. And then there was a young man uh, from uh, Donegal who jumped in to rescue people on the day, but he was dragged down. Um, and so these reports were in the Irish newspaper. So there was a great interest in this. But fundamentally, the reason why we don't remember it, arguably, is because nobody rich or famous died on it like on the Titanic or even on the Lusitania, which happened literally 10 weeks before the Eastland. And again, more passengers died on the Eastland than on the Lusitania. Um, And then the people who died were all factory workers. And they were mostly immigrants, first and second generation immigrants from Eastern Europe. And the largest proportion of that population were called Bohemians or Czech. Um, And so gradually... Two reasons why they were forgotten were the people themselves were neither rich nor famous. And then I suspect also that the city realized and the the state realized that the safety regulations were inadequate. So there were a whole bunch of investigations done, and then gradually they began to suppress it. Um, And then the memory was officially forgotten within 10 years. And and when I say officially forgotten, there were no more records, there were no more um, uh, columns about it. And in 1965, which was the 50th anniversary of the Eastland, in the local newspapers, there was 
literally one, two paragraphs saying, yeah. on this day, the Eastern capsized, and that was it. And so when I started, when I discovered the story about the Eastern, I would ask lots of people, and I was in Chicago recently, and I asked lots of people, and many people in Chicago still didn't, uh, had, had vaguely heard of it, but not really. And most Americans had never heard of it. Um, and so I spent the last two years just asking people, do you know this story? And then when you begin to tell them what happened, they go like, how do I not know this? So, how do you realise all of this drama on stage? Well, essentially, you have to show it. And so, the, the, there are two ways of doing it. One is to show everything that you and I have just talked about. So, we have to show how ballast works. We also build a ship on stage using tables and chairs. And then we also have an inquest. Um, and so, you can see what actually happens during the inquest. But the key thing to this piece in many ways is that we also involve the audience. So the audience are involved in doing the demonstration of ballast, for example, or they're involved in the building of the ship, and they're involved in the inquest. Now, when you hear the word audience participation, everyone's like, oh my God, that sounds horrible, I don't want to go. But actually, it's very, very gentle, and you get to participate. And if you don't wish to participate, you don't have to. So what the show is trying to do is trying to show you the things that you and I have just been talking about, that, but also to try and create a memory because the only way that you can remember something is to create a memory of it and so my hope is that people will come and see the show have a very good time even though the subject matter is incredibly sad and in many ways unjust uh, but that they will then tell each uh, they will tell their friends about the show that they saw and it was about this ship called the Eastland. and finally where can people see it and when they can see it in the Samuel Beckett. It opens, it previews uh, this Wednesday and it finishes or ends on uh, this Sunday. And there are two matinees. There's one matinee on the Saturday and there's one matinee on the Sunday. So, you know, it, there's plenty of opportunity to see it. Uh, Justin Clark, playwright, thank you very much uh, for joining us and telling us the extraordinary story of the SS Eastland. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.